This is the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Howdy, 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 friends. Your wagon boss, Jeff Hunt here, director of the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. You know, Christians must engage in the culture at an intellectual level. It is so important for institutions like Colorado Christian University that put Christ at the center, that put Christ and truth as our foundation, and then walk into the public square and engage in the most pressing issues from a Christian worldview. And we have the perfect guest to help us understand, especially how critical race theory, critical theory is is shaping our nation, and then most importantly, how it interacts with the teachings of the Bible and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Dr. Douglas Groteis, who is a professor at Denver Seminary, Colorado Christian University, a renowned author. Go to douglasgroteis.com. He spells his last name G-R-O-O-T-H-U-I-S.com. You can Download his publications, read them there, learn more about jazz. He's a big jazz fan as well. But Dr. Groteis, we've been talking about critical race theory, what it is, how it permeates our institutions, especially our schools, that young people are being raised up in this. But what's the Christian theological response? How does critical Mm -hmm. theory engage with Christianity and its teachings? Well, for one thing, we need to realize that some Christians are being hoodwinked by critical race theory. And the reason is that the scripture speaks very clearly about caring for the widows and the orphans, the least of these. And of course, in any human society, some people will be oppressed by others, economically, politically, relationally. And Christians should seek the welfare of the city where God has placed them. They should be as our Lord Jesus said, salt and light in society. So people look at poverty and they look at problems of violence and crime, and they say, well, as a Christian, I need to do something. They do. We do. However, you need to have a solid perspective on the scripture, on American history. I point this out in my book and on some basic political and economic realities. So as I mentioned in the previous segment, critical race theory is rooted in Marxism, which is an atheistic, destructive, false worldview. Uh, I say in utter confidence that out of Marxism, nothing good comes. So critical theory came out of Marxism. So it is not going to contribute anything distinctively good given its assumptions, and then critical race theory inherits that warfare worldview, uh, expanding class to go beyond economics to race and gender minorities, and so on. So we need a better worldview. We need a Christian worldview. And first of all, we need to have a biblical understanding of the human being in society. And human beings are much to be valued at every level, born and unborn. We are made, Scripture says, in Genesis 1 and Genesis 5 and Genesis 9 and James 3. We are made in the image and likeness of God. So we are unique among us. We are more like God than anything else in God's creation. However, 
because we're finite and God's infinite, we're infinitely short of being God. Uh, we're also fallen. We see in Genesis 3 that our first parents follow the temptation of the serpent, the devil, and disobeyed God, so we are all now living east of Eden, and we have this bent towards selfishness, as uh, Kant and Isaiah Berlin said, is the crooked timber of humanity that nothing can straighten. Well, the only thing that can straighten the crooked timber is the redemptive work of God, wherein we find forgiveness and justification and eternal life through Jesus Christ. But we will only find perfect righteousness and perfect peace after the second coming, at the eschaton, so to speak. So, excuse me, with that in place, we have to say, yes, human beings are wonderful and flawed. We will not find salvation, regeneration through politics. So what ought we do? And then we have to do some sleuthing. We have to say, all right, what is the best way for all individuals in America to have a chance to thrive? Well, what I argue in the book is that the historic American vision, what I call the American creed, is up to the task. So we begin with the Declaration, and years ago, it was actually at a summit, I think, Jeff, before you were there, uh, Rick Santorum said this, and I never forgot it. He said, the Declaration of Independence is the why of America, and the Constitution is the how of America. Mm. Now, a lot of people are trying to torch these things. They're trying to say, America, from day one, has been racist. So instead of 1776 being the deliberative beginning of the United States and resounding these uh, noble principles uh, that God has given us certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and that government should secure these rights, no, that's all a fraud. That's all a charade. After all, it's written by Jefferson, a white man who owns slaves. The real founding of the country goes to 1619 when the first uh, slaves were brought over. And this is the thesis of the 1619 Project. It was put out in 2019 by the New York Times. And it's just not credible. America has been plagued uh, by slavery, certainly. But, you know, Jefferson was writing better than he lived. He was conflicted about this. And I take the view held by Abraham Lincoln and by Martin Luther King that, and Frederick Douglass that our founding documents are really marvelous and we need to live true to them. So they're not intrinsically flawed, such that they have to be abolished or they just become a wax nose uh, with the Constitution that we twist any way we feel like it. I think the, the Declaration is the conscience of the Constitution. And of course, the Constitution has the Bill of Rights, and the Constitution allows for amendments, which means the founders were smart enough, actually brilliant enough, to realize that even if they produced a republic, that it, need to be pre it needed to be preserved, and that would require amendment from time to time, and they set in place a process to amend it. So my view, and I give an argument for this in the chapter called The Christian Framework, is that the Christian worldview is true and rational, and it applies most wisely 
to society. And then I also make an argument in one section of the book that the essential principles of the American founding are worth maintaining and we need to live true to them. When Martin Luther King gave his famous uh, 1963-64 speech in Washington, he talked about how marvelous our founding documents were. He didn't say they're a fraud, they're a fake. Uh, They were just posturing for white people to keep their power. And this is the preeminent civil rights leader uh, of the 1950s and 60s. Now, we have to realize critical race theory is an entirely different category from the civil rights vision. It says America is permanently racist and we don't strive for a colorblind society. We strive for a uh, colored society in the sense of everyone has to be understood in terms of what ethnicity they are and then further what their sexual orientation is. This is identity politics with a vengeance on steroids. We're talking to Dr. Douglas Groteis, the author of the late, of his latest book, Fire in the Streets, How You Can Confidently Respond to Incendiary Cultural Topics. So we've covered what is critical theory, how it's impacted just about everything out there from our K-12 public schools to businesses to sports to even churches now, how Christianity engages with it. And if you missed the first few segments, I want you to go to FrontierFreedomRadio.com. We have our podcast there. You can download and listen to these segments. You really need to know this because this is honestly the dominant theory out there. Uh, You may think that it's LGBTQ and the rainbow flags or it's Black Lives Matter. Well, they're all together and they're all together under this rubric of critical theory. And it is everywhere. It's the dominant religious tradition, I would say right now, of secular America. It's really driving it. And then how does Christianity respond to it? When we come back, I'd like to ask Dr. Douglas Groteis, what do you do about it? What do our churches do about it? How do our pastors respond to this? You're going to church on Sundays. You're interested in the direction of this country. You care about preserving these freedoms, not only for yourselves, but your children, your grandchildren. You may want to start a business. How do you react to this? So what is the average traditional Christian conservative in America to do with this new really religion, in my perspective, that's dominating our public squares. We're going to answer those questions as we continue our conversation with Dr. Douglas Groteis, author of the book Fire in the Streets. Go to Amazon, type it in. You can get information there. You can also go to Google and type in Centennial Institute and Critical Theory. He wrote a piece for us back in 2020 on this issue. That's how far ahead the Centennial Institute was. We were looking at critical theory two years ago. As it was starting to pop up, he did a great job. It's called America, Critical Theory, and Social Crisis. It's about a six-page read that you can dive in there on our website if you type in Centennial Institute, Critical Theory, into Google. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour, hosted by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. We will be right back. 